listening to Quips and Dips, a podcast about nothing and everything. Relax and stay a while. Hello, welcome back. I am your mystery host. Welcome back to episode five. Thank you so much for listening in advance. I just got to say that because I love y'all. Um, this week, I am going to be talking a little bit about WandaVision. And I will tell you in the description the exact moments so that you can avoid the spoilers. Because I'm a good host like that, you know. And to kick off the show, it's our fondues and don'ts. For those of you who don't know what a fondue and don't is, um, it is the (laughs) part of the show where I talk about random things that annoyed me throughout the week. Um, Apparently, I had enough things that I could actually make this into a segment because every week I write them down now. um, Things that just, it's like a mild annoyance. These aren't like maybe like a pet peeve or just something you like look at and you're like, ugh, this is so annoying. First things first. Optical illusions, hear me out. For some reason, I get like illogically annoyed by optical illusions. A lot of people think, whoa, this is really cool. And me, the asshole that I am, I'm like, why am I being fooled by dots right now? Can somebody explain, please? Why is my brain not comprehending dots on a page. Why am I seeing two different colors of gray, but the optical illusion is telling me they are the same color? Why is this picture moving? You know the ones I'm talking about. I'm, I feel like I'm describing them really well, the way, the way I'm annoyed by them. But they piss me off. I don't know why. <laughs> That's probably just me. Uh, I'm saying it out loud, and I know how ridiculous it sounds, so don't at me. Just kidding, at me. At Q-tips okay another it's not I guess this is a fond don't I suppose d-list celebrities and like expecting a-lister treatment I am from New Jersey if you did not know that already and I was at an Applebee's once many many years ago when real housewife of New Jersey Melissa Gorga walked in and no one cared, not a single soul, but her party was so loud and they were at an Applebee's for fuck's sake. And they looked like they just came from a very fancy event. And I'm like, they're like in gowns and tuxedos. It's like her and her husband and like her friends. And I'm looking around and nobody gives a fuck, not a person looked over we were just happened to be near the bar where they are but I'm watching them be really loud and I'm looking around and I'm like does anybody even know the only reason we recognized her is because one of my friends watches the show and even she a fan of the show did not give a fuck <laughs> that she was there but they were so obnoxious and you could tell she wanted all this attention and she kept looking around like oh, I hope people don't recognize me that's not at all what she sounds like, but that was the, the energy she was giving off. So do with that what you will. 
Um, another example of said action of a D-list celebrity. I was at that same Applebee's. What the fuck? I just realized both of these stories took place at that same fucking Applebee's. So I went to the Applebee's and this guy who was on a TV show called The Real World. You may or may not have heard of it. I'm assuming you have heard of it. It's pretty well known. Um, they've now kind of finished that show and they uh, are all on the challenge or, you know, Love Island or what is that other one? The... I don't remember. <laughs> There's like a show where they like match them all up. Anyway, are you the one? That's what it is. And Big Brother and all that shit. Okay. So anyway, he was on The Real World. This was many, many years ago. I don't even remember what season of The Real World he was on, to be honest. Because I didn't know him. Uh, he was from my town. And he was with a friend of mine at the Applebee's. Because he was, from, like I said, he's from my town. So people in my town knew who he was. I did not know him. He was from the opposite side of town. I did not know everybody. And I was just there with other friends from my school. And I said hello to my friend. And then this guy was like, why don't you say hi to me? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know you. Hello. He's like, you don't know me? I was like, uh, should I? Have we met? He said, no, I'm, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to disclose his name because I think that's rude. Uh, and I think it gives my location away, which is another reason I'm not going to say his name. But let's say his name was, um, <laughs> I'm not good at thinking of names on the spot. Uh, Reginald um, Jackson. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I wish I thought of a different name. But I'm going to stick with it. So he's like, I'm Reginald Jackson. And I was like, oh, I really, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know you. And he's like, do you watch the real world? I was like, oh, yeah, I used to. But I'm not really into that anymore. I don't know. Haven't really been watching it. Uh, he's like, well, I was on it the most recent season. I was like, all right. And because he was getting annoying now. He's like trying to tell me where I should know him from. I'm like, I end, end, end what? He's like, well, you should just recognize like when somebody comes through. And I was like, boy, oh my God. He I thought he was kidding. I started laughing and he was, was not laughing. So it was a really awkward encounter. I'm like, what kind of treatment does this guy expect? And here's the truth. So he did go on to be on the challenge. He was on one season of the challenge and it is still in his Instagram bio. He was on one season of the challenge and it was more than 10 seasons ago. Okay. Just so you guys understand like how these people think their minds function. Um, so that is a, another fondant of mine. <laughs> uh, I hate when people do that. So let's get into this episode. First, I want to talk nerdly nerdle things. What are some things that you could like nerd out about? Because I was thinking, I was like, what else am I going to put on this show when I exhaust the Marvel universe, which is so vast and it's still growing. So it may be impossible right now to exhaust it. But I was like, what else could I talk about? Not everybody wants to hear about Marvel. Ugh. I am so nerd alert. I am so nerdy. So nerdy. For the Titanic. 
I know. It's like, why are you obsessed with this ship that sunk uh, over 100 years ago? Um, the reason being, I don't even have a reason. I got the movie on VHS in 1999. It did come out in 1997. And back in the day, you had to wait like two years. And I got it for Christmas in 1999. And I watched through it. And I almost exclusively watched the second tape. It came on two tapes. VHS tapes. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Uh, maybe that wasn't the right song choice. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Um, I had it on VHS tapes. I was obsessed. And I did not give a lick of fucks about the love story between Rose and Jack. I'm gonna let go, Jack. He could have hit on the door. All right, whatever. Have you ever tried to get onto like a raft when somebody's already on the raft, like a floaty in the pool? It's like not that easy. So uh, fuck off with your door theory. Okay. He probably could have fit, but like, to be honest, would it make, it would it, it ruin the story. She needed a reason to throw the thing into the ocean. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care about the story about Rose and Jack. Leo, Kate, you're great. I just didn't give a fuck. I was fascinated by the story of the ship and what was crazy was how much accuracy was in this movie james cameron spent more time die he did so many dives on the titanic which mean you know a team of people or like a vessel that he controlled he did so many dives for the titanic that technically he spent more time on the ship than the passengers just to let it sink into your brain how wild that is and he worked so hard to make a historically accurate movie on top of a love story and the best part of that movie is absolutely the historic accuracy and if you do research about it you'll see so we're gonna nerd out today a little bit about the titanic let's start with the stuff that most people know. It departed Southampton on April 10th, 1912, and it sank on April 15th, 1912, during the maiden voyage on its way to New York City. It had approximately like, like 2,200 passengers. Um, more than 1,500 of those passengers more than half of them died. Just get that into your head. Now, compared to modern cruise lines, the Titanic was quite small. But at the time, it was supposed to be the fastest and biggest ship of its time. And it was the largest um, that was actually afloat at the time. And it was built by Harlan and Wolfe. In Belfast, Ireland, I have been to the exact location where the Titanic stood while it was being built, and I have I've been to that shipyard. Let me tell you the weird thing about it. I guess this is a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but I mean, it's just I think it's just like funny how history works. Okay, so the Titanic split in half. 
when it was hit by an iceberg. And now I've watched a lot of um, documentaries about this. And I don't have all the knowledge like sitting at the tip of my tongue right now. But from what I remember, there was a design flaw on this like in the middle of the ship. There is this thing. I wish I knew what it was called. I'm so sorry that I didn't do enough research. But basically, there's this thing down the center of the boat that it's on all boats. And it's this little crack, basically, that's made so that the boat can move with the water. So it's kind of like a V on the Titanic. And it goes down and it's made so that the ship can kind of move with the ocean. One of the reasons that it cracked was because the ship bowed so much so that it just snapped in completely in half. So the Titanic was the second of three Olympic class ocean liners. The first one was Olympic, then it was Titanic, then it was the Britannic. And something interesting happened. The Britannic didn't take sail until 1915. So it had a few years still. It was still being built while the Titanic was sailing. And there's a small design change. Now, these were supposed to be identical ships, just so you know, because this is important. There were identical ships, and the Britannic, when they looked at the blueprint, there was something different on it. That same place that cracked on the Titanic was changed. And instead of being a perfect V, what had a bulb at the bottom. And I hope you can picture that shape. So that was really suspicious and they blamed a lot of people for this. So let's go through some of the major players that were on the ship at the time. So we have Captain Edward Smith who went down with the ship like any captain normally, normally does. Captain, my captain. But I will go down with this is a post-editing note. Um, I'm in the middle of editing this podcast. I just want you to know, if you're wondering, man, why is she using all these clips? It's because I started this at 1 in the morning yesterday or 12 o'clock, and I decided it needed more audio clips, but truthfully, <laughs> I don't know why I decided that, but truthfully, the shout-out goes to... Abby from Portal 8 Podcast. If you guys are not listening to that podcast, first off, why? But go. But she introduced me to a place of free sounds, and then I took it to the next level for pirated sounds. So thank you, Abby, for the ideas and help that you've given me. I truly hope that you don't feel that you created a monster. And now we're back to your normally scheduled programming. Have a great day. And we had J. Bruce Ismay, who was White Star Alliance chairman. And we had Thomas Andrews, who was the naval architect. I went to another museum for the Titanic in Vegas. And they give you a passenger to follow along with their story. And then they also tell you the story of several other passengers. One of the interesting things to me is, I guess you don't think about it. I guess it really doesn't happen today, but 
there were so many near misses. And what I mean is like some people got on by like the skin of their teeth. So one of the very accurate things about the love story section of the movie with Jack and Rose is how Jack got on the ship. We all, if you remember, he was gambling in the beginning and he won the ticket on the ship. And that was really common. A lot of people, it was like a last minute change. They had so many, like, I was almost on the ship, but then my daughter got sick. Or I was almost not on the ship, but this thing happened, but I survived, so it's okay. Or, like, that, like, they had so many of those stories, it was actually ridiculous. To me, like, that really shows how well James Cameron did with this movie. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad if they tried it again. Because there have been more disputes on how exactly the the um, sinking of the ship happened. And James Cameron has acknowledged that his model was the model that they was most accurate for the time. But today it is not the most accurate. And there have been updated versions of it, of the sinking. But one of the other things that you're not considering that made the movie great is the, the fact that it was so long is not just because James Cameron wanted to make a long movie. He did the sinking in real time. The ship took approximately two hours to sink. And that's how long it took in the movie. So the love story happens for two hours, but then you have two hours from the time the iceberg hits to the time the sink is the ship is done sinking and then the end of the film. So that is why that movie is so ridiculously long. And that is why back in the 90s, we put it on two VHS tapes. I used to watch the second VHS tape all the time. I've seen, the, I've seen the whole movie several times. In fact, I think I'm going to go rewatch it because this is making me want to do that. But I'm going to nerd out some more because it's not over yet. So like I was saying, I was in Belfast at the shipyard where this was built. It's still called Harlan and Wolf, I think. Um, or like they still have the sign up or whatever. I don't really know. But... I got there and I'm fascinated by the Titanic. So of course I was so excited. They don't talk about the ship sinking at all. Isn't that weird? Isn't that like wild to you? They don't talk about the ship sinking. They talk about how it was built, how long it take to, it took to build, how many people it took to build it, how many guys were on board working on the ship. They do not talk about the sinking. And I thought it was weird. So I actually bought a blueprint schematic poster. Nowhere on the poster is this like bendy thing that I was describing earlier. I'm just going to say like they're definitely trying to not draw attention to that part of it. Like I would say that's guilt. But I'm going to say it quietly so only you and I know. So those three guys, Jay, uh, yeah, Jay Bruce Ismay, Captain Edward, and Thomas Andrews all held a responsibility to the ship. And then you have William Murdoch and Charles Lightoller. They were first and second officers. They were the guys who were watching for the iceberg. Iceberg, run ahead! And they felt also responsible for this. So we have five men right now that are feeling really responsible. Something notable is that all of these men died on the ship except Jay Bruce 
Ismay. J. Bruce Ismay did not abide by the women and children rule and thus got off the ship in a lifeboat with women. Something else you should know, just to give you guys even more understanding of how catastrophic this event was, they didn't have enough lifeboats for the amount of passengers they had. The lifeboats that they had, if filled to capacity, which I'm, I'm not 100% sure, I think lifeboats could fit approximately 60 people. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. I think the lifeboats could fit like 60 people on there, and they were going out, or maybe it was 30. They were going out half of that. Whatever the number is, the lifeboats were taking half the number of people. They were not filling the lifeboats because the upper class passengers wanted space and they didn't want to be shoved in together or with lower class passengers. The reason you have to know about Jabers Ismay, he was the only one left that, you know, you're thinking he's lucky for getting off the ship or something, but because he's the only one left to blame. Everybody else who was culpable for this was dead. You had Murdoch, Lightoller, Captain Smith, Thomas Andrews, J. Bruce Ismay. Everybody was dead except Ismay. Ismay makes it to New York. And the crazy thing is that the police found out through um, radio tech that he was on the ship coming to New York and they ran to the courthouse. Literally, I'm not kidding. They ran to the courthouse to get a warrant for his arrest and they literally ran to where the ship was docking. They were rescued, by the way, by the Carapathia, a nearby ship. Why were they rescued? Why did it take so long for this ship to find them? It wasn't even that far away. I'll tell you why. So back in the Dizay, we've all heard of SOS, right? We know that's like the distress signal. Well, back in the day, maritime rules were a little different. And so while they were switching over to SOS, there was an older distress call, CQD. And that was what was being sent to the Carapathia who was unfamiliar with said signal. So they get the signal and they, they don't answer it. They don't know what it is. So it was a lot a miscommunication. You know, this could have all been avoided. Um, they probably could have rescued a lot more people. But anyway, the Carapathia saved them. So they arrive in New York City. The police rush to get Bruce Ismay. Because he, somebody needs to answer for what happened. They killed half of the passengers on the biggest boat in the world. On its maiden voyage. The first time. The first time it went out. And now the boat almost struck another boat on its way into the dock. It almost didn't even happen. Like I said, this is a story of almosts. The Titanic, they said it in the movie, and I'm pretty sure it's historically accurate. There are these, um, oh, I don't even know what to call it, these compartments at the bottom that are designed to, if the ship takes on water, they're designed to protect the ship. 
if a certain amount of them are filled, they're fucked, which is exactly what happened. Literally like one too many. I'm telling you, this was such a close call. It like boils my blood to think of how close they were. So you have Bruce Ismay who then has to answer for this. So there was a five-piece ensemble. So many brave things happened that night. So many people accepted their fate and understood the what was happening. And one of them was these, I think it was the quintet, the five of them. They were playing until they couldn't play any anymore. So... There's a lot of um, dispute about like what song was playing. Um, and th- what they did was they were, by all accounts, they were there intending to calm the passengers for as long as possible, doing their due diligence as musicians. Um, and they were all recognized as heroes. Every single one of them. There was no disputing that. There is dispute, though, on what was being played last. What I can find, I've, I found different ones before. I can't find it right now. But it was called, the song was called Nearer My God to Thee. And they played until they really could not anymore. So, like I said. The Titanic is a really important part of history. It is absolutely wild how many things could have gone way better. And because of it, it really jump-started the disaster film genre. So any of those films that you see taking place on a ship or whatever where some sort of horrible disaster happens, it was inspired by this. And it's actually insane to me how many people were killed on this ship. It's crazy that... So few were saved. Only about 700 survivors out of 2,200 and change. And that was well under capacity. The ship could have held about 2,500. And they still didn't have enough lifeboats. They only had enough lifeboats for 1,178 people. So, like I said, they were running a half, even a third of the capacity. I just can't believe that they did not fill the lifeboats. To me, that is just like, why are they even there? They saved so few people. The crew members stayed to keep the ship running. Majority of them. A few of them ducked out. Reasonably so. I get it. I want to live too. The last living survivor died, who, when was this? 2009, I thought I read that somewhere. She was a baby on the ship. Um, Her name was Mary. That's all I'm gonna say about the Titanic today. I really nerded out. The Titanic is one of, there's, I feel like there's more I could tell you, but the Titanic was one of my most fascinating things. I have been to um, Titanic museums in New York, Las Vegas and Ireland 
Um, I've seen all sorts of documentaries on TV. I have a DVD of one um, and obviously the movie. Uh, the movie, like I said, historically accurate when it comes to a lot of the background players. The story of Jack and Rose wasn't really a thing, although I think there was like some sort of similar experience that people found, um, but I don't know that it holds any actual weight. If you haven't given it a try, definitely give it a shot. I recommend if not, that's okay. But I thought it was really fascinating, and that's why I nerded out today. Um, really quick before I go, I'm going to discuss WandaVision Episode 3. Spoilers ahead. We get a much bigger taste um, of the pie. We see Geraldine, and some weird shit goes down. We have Wanda who is there's like some glitching going on in the show it's giving us a lot of teases and taste definitely follows the 70s sitcom vibe and it does a great job with it the neighbors are getting a little suspicious now i can't tell from the trailer i'm gonna tell you what i know from the trailer from the trailer it looks like they're all trapped here and this is becoming very Truman Show. Like this is just a, uh, another place, maybe in the multiverse or I don't know. So we see a little bit of the outside world. We see Geraldine go flinging through. And we don't know who she is yet, who she really is, which I think I've already said who she is, but I'll keep it a secret if no one's heard it. Um, we don't know who she is yet. She gets flung through the wall of this thing and I don't know if it's kind of like a Wakanda deal where it looks like a forest but it's really like a shield and it's you know what I mean uh like in Black Panther so I'm not sure if that's the case or if this is like a separate area but it's definitely becoming very like Truman Show this is definitely feels like people are trapped in this thing and they're all just trying to get out or is it just Vision or is it just Wanda it's kind of hard to tell right now there are just some things going on vision is suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious to say the least and they dropped a huge bomb geraldine just flat out said to wanda he was killed by ultron wasn't he what did you say after wanda mentions her brother pietro that is a huge deal. That is the first time that we've really seen the universe from WandaVision connect with the MCU. There's going to be more. I'm very excited. But the major thing you need to know is they have two babies now. Um, William and Billy and Tommy, which are the names of their children in the comic books. And they're going to have the similar abilities as Wanda and her brother. So we will see. I didn't want to say too much because I didn't. I went out. I went on about it a lot last episode. Um, and this episode is very long and I don't like to leave them too long. So that's all I'm going to say about this episode. And we'll see what happens next week. They gave us like a real taste of the mysteriousness. But we're still lost in the audience. So and it's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. So if you have time, please rate, review, subscribe. You know the deal. I thank you so much for coming and listening to me nerd on about the Titanic. 
I truly hope you enjoyed your day over and out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Quips and Dips. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you in the next one.